0: is Phoebe. I'm Gabriella and I'm Snigda. And we're the student podcast hosts of Korowa's Beyond the Gates podcast program where we will be interviewing many of our school's alumni to share with you some of their amazing stories and to discover how Korowa has influenced them. Each semester we hope to interview five different Korobians. Today we will be interviewing two Carobians, Caitlin Judd and Anna Mackenzie, both from the class of 2006. Caitlin and Anna are entrepreneurs, podcasters, and are experts in the field of marketing. Today's
1: first guest, Caitlin Judd, studied a Bachelor of Arts and a Bachelor of Business, Communication and Media Studies, Sociology and Marketing, graduating in 2011. This included a study abroad semester at the University of Miami in the USA. Caitlin has also worked for Sumo Visual Group as a sales and marketing marketing coordinator, a leading visual solutions and signage company for some of Australia's major retail brands. She led the company to win the 2014 Global Popeye Award for Kema Interactive Medicines wall in the permanent professional healthcare category. Caitlin established her own consultancy as a business and brand coach, working with globally recognised brands. In 2016, she completed a professional certificate in positive psychology at the University of Melbourne. Our other
2: guest is Anna McKenzie. In her final year at Karawa, Anna was ducks at the school. Anna went on to study for a Bachelor of Arts and a Bachelor of Commerce degrees at the University of Melbourne, majoring in management, psychology and international studies. Anna has worked as an operations manager for Uniqlo, working in strategy a position that took her to Singapore and Tokyo. She joined the Mecca company, which took her to New York. Whilst working at Mecca, she won the Joe Horgan Award for Excellence, an award initiated by Mecca's founder and received a cash prize that she chose to invest in an executive education program, entrepreneurship and entrepreneurial studies at the Harvard Business School. In 2019, both Anna and Caitlin became the co-founders of the company Lady Brains, a media ed- and education platform that helps women around the world to turn their business ideas into action. They also co-host one of Australia's top entrepreneurship podcasts, Lady Brains, female, found- female founder series, a show where they interview some of the world's most successful founders about what it takes to build a brand.
0: Welcome Anna and Caitlin, uh, wonderful to have you guys join us. Thank you, Thank what an introduction. <laughs> I know, you guys did so well. Couldn't
3: have done that better myself, honestly. <laughs>
0: yeah. So firstly, we just wanted to start off and ask you, so when you think back to your school days, what is your fondest memory?
3: Would you like oh, to start? <laughs> yeah, I can start. I've got so many. Um, it was such a great experience and I was reflecting, you know, been reflecting on this um, as you guys sent through some of the questions. And, yeah, I mean, I had a real love for the arts, um, you know, both in and out of uh, the art room, the music school, um, all of those kind of things. And, you know, one of the, I guess, most memorable um, and exciting moments was um, kind of like music camp, you know, when we went off to music camp, it was like all the different year levels, everyone kind of had their own, you know, they're all like I was in the choir, I know, Anna, Anna, you were playing violin and we're also in the choir. And um, we just loved going off to music camp, like it was such a fun experience and it was a really nice time to obviously practice and get better and learn, but also just to bond with everyone across all the Mm. different year levels. It was something that really united um, all of us. So I loved going to music camp. I also really loved, and one of my other great memories, um, fondest memories, is winning um, house arts in year twelve. So Anna and I are both Acres girls. We um, we went all the way through together. You know, we we're very competitive. We um, <laughs> and so I think to take to take that home um, in year twelve was was definitely a highlight. Um, again, you know, being able to kind of get up there and sing and dance and act and all those wonderful things. Um, yeah, we really I really enjoyed that. That was actually my favourite.
4: One oh! of my favourite moments too. <laughs> I will never forget the. I mean, we did house arts in year nine, but also I think was it house corals in year twelve that we that we yeah. won. Yeah. Yeah. House corals. And um, I think it was the sound of music. Was it? I'm not sure. Anyway,
3: <laughs>
4: um, that was such an amazing memory. Just I guess going through the whole process of um, creating this show with um, our students and being able to be creative and pull on all the different talents of people, their music, their writing skills, their singing, their creativity to kind of create something that um, ultimately one was really exciting. But I think my other really formative experience when I was at Corowa was Trek. So Trek probably was one of the best, probably still one of the best experiences of my life. It was The first time I can remember where I was really pushed outside my comfort zone. Like, you know, if any of you guys have been on Trek, you'd probably experienced the same thing. Going through a five or six week journey with, you know, no phones, no technology, with a group of people who you know, but you don't really know as well as you think you do. Um, And pushing yourself to the limit physically, like it was such an incredible experience. And I think it not only taught me that pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone can be so incredibly rewarding, but it also instilled in me this sense of of adventure and like exploring. And I think, you know, my love for travel and adventure and kind of experiencing new things really has its roots in Trek. So we had such a small year level we were yeah. all such good friends like it was such a great time Such it a great was.
0: that's it really was. great that's so good to hear i'm actually going on trek this year because I'm oh my in god <laughs> um i'm so yes. excited for you <laughs> oh thank you um it got cancelled last year so i'm really excited to go i actually have yeah. trek prep on monday so oh, that'll be fun, fun. <laughs> thank you so much so
1: um, when, you think b- when you think about Karawa, what, would, what three words would you use to describe your time there?
4: I think for me, one word that came to mind when looking at this question was it was a really creative time in my life. I think Caitlin has kind of um, spoken about the fact we were really involved in house arts and house chorals. I played the violin. We were in choirs. We played sports. I think I played softball and cricket, which I probably haven't played since I was in year 10. But those sorts of kind of fun activities, are things that you tend to lose or you can lose as you kind of go through university and enter the workforce. Um, And so, yeah, I think it was a really creative time where we were involved in so many different things. Um, And I loved that about my time there. So, yeah, creativity was one of the words that came to me.
3: Did you ask for three? Because I came up with three. <laughs> oh, no, I thought three. I just yeah. thought we could do one. Oh, eight. No. <laughs> oh, we're bouncing. Okay, great, great, great. Um, so I guess, yeah, you said creativity. Um, the other one, which I think it kind of, yeah, bounces off that is um, opportunity. I, there was just opportunity to anything. Like I never felt like, Um, I couldn't try something at Korawa like it was there were just it was endless opportunities Um, you know academically speaking but also you know again arts sport science like you could just try absolutely anything that you wanted to try Um, and if we came up with an idea we would just go and you know ask the teachers is this something that you know is a possibility could we try this so Yeah, I definitely think that opportunity is a word that comes to my mind and that's really exciting Mm -hmm. when you're young and you're curious and you want to learn more. Um, So that was one of my words. What was another one for you?
4: I also came up with the word community. I think Mm -hmm. I said before our year level was really small. I think in E12 we only had 45 or 50 people. And so everyone was friends and we didn't Mm -hmm. really have groups in our year level, like we did have sort of loose friendship groups, but everybody, you know, got together in the year 12 common room and had lunch together. And it was a really, really open kind of communal vibe. And I think a lot of us 15 years later or 10 or 15 years later are still friends. And I think we formed this really, really tight knit community. And I mean, Caitlin and I are still best friends. 15 years later, we have a business together. And I think that's Mm. kind of testament to the fact we had this, incredible community of students um in year, like yeah at school and in year 12.
3: Mm. yeah okay that's interesting you said community I said spirit so it's very like it was very, it's spirit well I think we were yeah. all yeah we were there was great spirit between our year level as you said it was relatively small but even just and there were just kind of those little in-between moments like at the end of our um graduation ceremony when we all came together and we sang, we sang a song. um, What was, what was um, Spice Girls, wasn't it? Oh, was it? Yeah, (laughs) it was like goodbye by the Spice Girls. But we'd all been rehearsing it throughout the year. Like we, in on our lunch breaks, we would come together and we would rehearse together. Like no one was asking or telling us to. We would just come together, you know, throughout our lunch breaks and rehearse this song because, you know, we, it was just something that we all could do together. But we also then kind of sang that at the end um of our um graduation ceremony and it was just so like just the spirit in that room um and the love that we had for each other was just yeah awesome mm. so that's the word that comes yeah. to my mind
4: I love it Aww. and the last word I had was just fun I had a really oh, that fun is <laughs> <Was> that yours <laughs> yes
1: we haven't talked about this so that's great literally fun
4: funny <laughs> Well, that's nice. I think we probably had a very similar experience, Caitlin and I, at but it was a fun environment. You know, we were doing all different sorts of activities. We were, yeah, like we all worked hard and we studied hard and, but we had fun while we were doing it. And I think that, you know, especially when you're in year 12, there can be a lot of stress, you know, in terms of studying and exams and what, figuring out what you're going to do after that, um, uh, you know, in your first year out of school. And, I think it's always re- important to remember that you've got to have fun while you're doing it. And I think that was definitely sure. our experience for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, honestly, I feel like that experience still resonates with so many Karawa girls, the spirit, the fun, you know, all the yeah. opportunities, just yeah. like all the diverse range of hobbies. It's still really, you know, unique and part of Karawa. Mm. So I think that's really such an accurate description and your friendship is testimony to the fact that it has lasted throughout the years
4: yeah it's nice to hear that it's still I mean I I guess that sort of spirit is like embedded in the Karawa DNA and it's so nice to hear that 15 years later that's your experience too
2: yeah it's
1: lovely Karawa's culture (laughs) yeah (laughs) so good to hear Mm -hmm.
2: Um, so moving on to the next question by year 12 did you have a clear idea of what you wanted to do after you left school
4: Oh, no, <laughs> Shaking no, <her> head. <laughs> no, literally no idea. I, um, I, in year 12, I studied psychology was one of my subjects and I thought, oh, perhaps I'd like to work in psychology, um, which I did go on to study at university, among other things. I thought I might want to become a detective. I was really oh, wow. interested in crime and, and, and thrillers That's and, and <laughs> yeah. mysteries. Um, yeah, as, as I kind of went through university, I sort of changed a little bit and wanted to work in intelligence and become a spy. So, but you know, you talk, I had no idea. I had no idea at all. But, um, I think, you know,
3: you don't have to know. You don't have to know. Um, yeah. yeah. No. No. You definitely don't need to know. I think like the the best piece of advice would be just to follow those seeds of interest. You know, yeah. whatever you know that um, sparks or ignites that kind of light inside of you, or something that you know you're really interested in or passionate about that's that's what you should kind of go and explore you know at you know 17 18 coming out of school you're still so young and that's just such a great time to be able to go out into the world and follow those little kind of seeds of interest as I said and for me you know I I mean I spent a lot of time up in the art room Um, you know I did graphic design I did art but I also did business and business management and so I had that kind of left and right brain you know I was like okay I like that that business side of things and how processes and how things work but I also love like that creative side too and so I ended up going and doing that you know arts um, and business management marketing but I just knew that I had those interests and so what could I what was the next kind of best step for me that would kind of allow me to explore um, explore the arts and explore business and so that's when I went on to kind of study those degrees but you don't really need to know it's just that kind of next step forward and following those following that interest.
2: Yeah,
4: it's like sniffing out the little little pearls of things mm. that pique your interest or that, or that you want to learn more about. I think exactly what Caitlin said, as long as you remain open to um, learning new things and figuring out what you like, mm. that will lead you down the path. Like you don't need to know what the path is, if, mm. you know, if that makes sense at this time.
0: That's really great to hear because I know a lot of girls are struggling on trying to figure out yeah. where their head's at and what career path they're going to head down. Mm. It's a lot of pressure and stress, but it's it's great to know that you guys felt the same way. So, um, yeah, you... and
3: I found.
0: No, I was just going to say, like, I found, you know, t- um,
3: undertaking like internships and kind of shorter term jobs or um volunteering are such great ways to figure out what it is Mm. that lights you up as well if you're not sure so there are definitely ways to when you know when you're coming out of school to go and figure that out so yeah i mean there's so many different creative ways we can we
0: can always chat more Mm -hmm. about it great Um, So, moving on to our next question, would you be able to tell us a little bit about your career journey and on reflection, how do you feel like Coriwell really prepared you for that career journey in general? Um, I think
4: my career journey has been really bizarre. I didn't know what I wanted to do in school, but after a couple of years studying at university, I did know what I wanted to do. I wanted to become a spy. I wanted to work in intelligence. I had traveled to the Middle East. I was fascinated with the culture. I was studying you know, international studies, Middle Eastern culture and history, terrorism. And I felt I, I was so set on this career in intelligence. And I spent you know, my entire last year of university going through the recruitment process for one of the intelligence agencies. And I failed. At the very last round, after ten months, and I didn't have a backup plan, so that completely transformed my career path. Um, that failure basically completely opened up a new career path for me. So I think before I kind of go on and tell you what I did, there's a really important lesson there, which is you know you might think that you know, and you might not achieve that, you know, and you might fail, but it it's still you're still learning. it's still serving you in some way. So, um, you know, if you don't know what you want to do or even if you do know what you want to do, it almost doesn't really matter because Mm. your experiences will shape where you end up. And, you know, failure is a great thing because I'm so happy now that I'm not (laughs) (laughs) overseas. Working as a spy without being able to help helping, that would like, be cool, I'd, though.
3: I'd, like, yeah, it
4: would be cool. I
3: think it would be pretty, it would be cool.
4: pretty intense, to be honest. But <laughs> she, she wouldn't know
3: to tell you about it. She wouldn't be sitting <laughs> here. No, exactly. She
4: wouldn't be here. <laughs> I wouldn't, but yeah. grateful I am where I am. So, I mean, I think that's interesting. But after that big failure, um, I I didn't know what I wanted to do, and I um received an email in my university inbox from Unico, which is a big Japanese um, fashion label. Um, And they were recruiting graduates and the graduate role would involve moving to Tokyo and Singapore and learning all about the business. And so I applied for that job and I was probably applying for it because I didn't really know what else to do. And I also was very excited by the idea of going overseas. Um, And I got the job and I spent my first sort of year and a half in, in the workforce, working for this incredible global brand and um, working overseas and really understanding how a big business operates um, at a global in a global environment, um, and I helped sort of launch that brand in Australia, which was really exciting. And I I was there for a couple of years, and I, I I did sort of a before I kind of landed my job at Mecca, which is obviously a beauty retailer. I kind of had a bit of a a 12-month stint in recruitment because, again, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do, but I just knew that I wanted to do something different. And it turned out that recruitment was not for me. I did not enjoy the job at all, and I was no good at it. But, um, you know, there were some important skills that I learnt um, in that time. Um, And then I got my job at Mecca, so I was working um, internationally, and I was kind of um, leading a program of innovation at Mecca, looking at what a future, door of the future could look like in australia and kind of designing that customer experience so and then here we are working in media how did that happen i don't know but um it's been a very it hasn't been linear i think that's the other thing it's like i've gone from different industry to different type of job to different completely different environment um to end up where i am now which is you know working in media which i've never you know Edward had no experience in prior to that but um you know, it, it hasn't been linear at all. And I haven't been walking up the staircase. I've kind of been like running around the block and um, I've ended up here, but it's been, it's been a journey. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <Big> journey.
1: <Wow. laughs> um, I think it's a really good point about your journey, not being linear, because I feel like the general assumption is that you go to uni, you choose a course and you're on that course, you know, for life. Mm. You're, you just work up to that position. You're just, you can't get out of it. But I think there's a lot of comfort in that story that you can pursue Mm. what you want and if it doesn't work out, you will always find something, you know, that's meant for you.
4: And I think that's the value of doing sort of general study. If you choose to study after school, doing general study, if you're not 100% Mm. sure what to do. Both Caitlin and I studied arts and there's so much that you can do within an arts degree and we both studied business. And again, there's so much you can do within that. And it really, um, it, it sets you up with kind of the core foundational Skills that you need, that and 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 that won't pigeonhole you into a specific, you know, specific career or industry. So, yeah,
1: yeah, it's really (laughs) amazing how just broad your options were.
4: Yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What about you, Caitlin? What a journey. Well, mine looks a little different, but similar. You know, was it's definitely not linear. Um, as you mentioned, you know, I went studied. I did a semester abroad in Miami. Um. And I fell in love with the place and I ended up going back there and I did some internships. I worked there. Um, I actually worked in media. I was doing some ad sales and working. I was the publication coordinator for for a magazine. So it's really funny because, like, all the way, that was, you know, 10 years ago, I was kind of in the media space Mm -hmm. um, and to kind of find myself, you know, here I am again. Um, But in between, like, I, I stayed in Miami for a little bit. Um, it was such a crazy time over there. So much fun, so much opportunity. And again, like I kind of took that mindset from Corowa that, you know, go and just try, try everything, try it once. Mm. If you love it, keep doing more of that. If you don't move on to the next thing. Um, So, you know, it was a real adventure over in Miami. And then I came back and I was like, okay, you know, let's get a real job. So time to, time to, you know, Get the nine to five, which is funny, because I guess that's what you know our parents um know so well and you know were encouraging us to do at the time. And it made sense to come back and do that. And so I did get a job um, as you know the marketing and sales coordinator at Sumo, um which was really, really interesting, but I found myself in an industry that I wasn't so passionate about and I just also felt like I kind of had hit a bit of a ceiling at that um at, at Sumo. So I decided, you know, I kind of, I got to a point where I was like, oh, I, want, I want more for myself. I want to do more. I want to experience more. I feel like I've got more to offer. Um, and so I actually reached out to someone who was a career coach at the time. And I think that's such a, a really um, great, you know, kind of piece of advice is, if you do feel stuck, there are so many people out there that you can reach out to, whether it's a business coach, a career coach, a mentor, someone that you know, is in your network that maybe is doing something that you would love to be doing one day. I just reached out to her and I said, hey, you know, I'd love to have a conversation. I'm feeling a bit stuck. Where do I go to from here? And, um, and she was really, really helpful. I did this female leadership program all about how to lead with like, empathy, compassion, how to bring out the best in people in the workplace. Um, and that led me down the path of um, studying positive psychology, which is, you know, the scientific study of how people flourish and how we, um, you know, can look to things in our environment, people, well-being practices that, that can help us kind of stay on track and really bring out the best in ourselves and others. So. I studied positive psychology um, and I also ended up transitioning out of sumo, out of my role um, to starting my own practice, which was pretty crazy at 25, you know, to go out on my own. Um, But again, I was really fortunate that that, um, Megan, the person that I I reached out to for advice, kind of opened up her network and I started to work for her and I started to work for other people in, in her network. So just picking up the phone and asking a question and asking for help really led me down this path of, of yeah, it's something that I had never considered or thought of, um, but just kind of opened my eyes and really changed um, the the trajectory of my career. So I started working for experts in the well-being space, in the positive psychology space, and I did that for quite a while and I loved it. But there was one thing that was kind of missing for me that um, I felt like I was being, not, not necessarily excluded, but um, networking opportunities, real kind of, getting in there and and, and expanding my network and being able to expand my network was missing. Um, I knew that, you know, if I was in a nine to five, maybe those opportunities or you know, in, in the corporate world, that those opportunities would be more readily available to me. But working for myself, I found a little bit isolated and a little bit cut off. And so, you know, Anna and I started talking. We had another friend at the time and we just decided to, start running these dinners and these supper clubs um, for women that were either had a business or that were interested in starting a business. and so yeah fast forward you know here we are but that lady brains really started out as just an opportunity to get in the room together to network um, to connect and to learn something new from someone else that had a business or wanted to start a business so, that's kind of my, yeah, my journey in a, in a very short, abbreviated version, but, um, you know, it, it definitely wasn't linear and it, 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 it there are definitely, you know, doors that were
0: opened because I took a chance and I think that that
3: is, that's the kind of, yeah, the important uh, message there.
0: Mm. I really loved that you talked about um, being able to reach out and ask for help mm. and being able to have a support system because I think that's really mm. important for everyone. Um, it's so great that you felt so... Comfortable and like had someone to turn to it's really great,
2: and so, so yeah, like, comforted and supported yeah. to take those chances because I think without those chances, you don't learn what you're interested in, um mm-hmm. and you might exactly. just go on that linear path which yeah. <laughs> yeah definitely
3: so good yeah, and it does take courage, you know, I think you know I probably made that sound easier, but even picking up the phone and asking for help, that's courageous, you know, and asking someone to um introduce you to someone that might be able to help you or ask for a favor you know i think that sometimes we feel like we're putting other people out but everyone loves to help you know we all love to help other people so um you know the worst thing i always say the worst thing that can happen is they say no and and usually it's a polite no maybe because they're busy it's never a harsh no um so yeah i think you know there's definitely a lesson in there but it is courageous to you know pick up the phone but um you know you just never know what's on the other side of that of that email or that phone call
1: that's yeah. true. That's definitely quite true. Um, I think now, the question we all want the answer to. <laughs> if you find a piece of advice for us students at Karawa, What would it be?
3: Mm, good question. Um,
1: I mean, there are so many things. Yeah. But I
4: think for me, it's it, it's less a piece of advice and more a lesson that I've just learned. I guess in you know the last. How old am I? 32 years. Um, <laughs> but I think the lesson is that every single experience that you go through is here to serve you in some way. So the wins that you achieve, you know, the marks that you, you achieve, getting into the course that you, you want to, getting the job that you want to, um, you know, all of those sorts of achievements are amazing. But the failures are even better. And the failures are where you learn the most about yourself. The failures are where you're forced to really look inwards and go like, is this actually what I want? Um, they're the moments that kind of change you and, and, and push you into a new space. And so I think oftentimes we're so scared of failing. You know, we're so scared of failing. You know, we're so scared of of not, um, doing as well as we want to, or not, um, you know, getting the job that we want to, or it can be scary, but sometimes those failures are the best thing. And I think it's taken quite a while for me to form this perspective. And I think that really pivotal moment where I had one goal to work in intelligence and I failed, it was the best thing that happened to me in my twenties and, I learned the most about myself at that time. And I, it, it, it tr- like transformed my entire life path in the best way possible. So I think failures are an opportunity for you to um, be, to learn. And they're the, they're the best, the best, the best times of your life, often the times where you fail and just on mm-hmm. the other side. So I think if that's something that you can start to learn early, that everything, every single thing in your life, even the hardest, things are here to serve you in some way um it it really helps you i guess navigate and move forward in those difficult those difficult failures and difficult times
3: amen yes (laughs) yeah i i agree with that i had that one written down it's um and we we talk about this all the time you know we have a program that's about to come out for. um for you know anyone that's starting a business early stage founders and you know there's a big piece in there about just you know learning to love your mistakes and becoming friends with failure okay i think that's the that's kind of the line you know it's just you, you will make mistakes and it's inevitable and you will fail you know but and sometimes and, and it will hurt but the more you, it's almost like a muscle the more you practice mm. that the more you fail you 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 know that you're putting yourself out there because you know you're not always gonna. It's not always gonna land, um, but you know that you're you, you're failing and you're learning from those mistakes. So that's really important. Um, the other ones that I had, I think you know Anna and I are super high. Like we we um, we take a values assessment every every year, and that just kind of runs. It, it helps us understand what our strengths are, what our values are. And they're very closely aligned, as you can imagine, being best friends for 20 years and, and owning a business. You have to be aligned mm-hmm. on, those, on, on certain things. But one that's always at the top for both of us is curiosity. Um, mm. And again, I think that comes from Korawa. That's, um, that's something that was instilled in us um, from a young age to be curious. And so I would just say, you know, stay curious, stay open-minded, because, you know, sometimes with those failures, it can close you off you can feel defeated you can retreat and you feel like you don't want to go back out into the world but I think you know staying curious will always keep you moving forward
2: and life does move forward and you will move forward thank you so much to Anna and Caitlin we've really enjoyed it today and we have loved hearing about both your stories we wish you the best endeavors in your life